guys are ridiculous. These guys are ridiculous. Now, how about them damn Celtics? And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Tuesday, February 21st, in the midst of the NBA All-Star break. Uh, on the pregame show, if you're a loyal listener, I waved around and bragged about beating the uh, COVID allegations because somebody in my house tested positive. <laughs> Little did I know, <laughs> two days later, uh, I, I failed. And I, I did test positive. I did get sick, unfortunately. And so that kind of wiped away all my All-Star break fans plans excuse me I'm, so I'm a, I'm a little loopy uh needless to say i am not exactly completely with it um my girlfriend was supposed to come visit from ireland she got to the airport found out i had covid and had to go home that sucked that yeah it's <laughs> tough that was the first tough. thing i said to you when i when you texted me that you got covid i was like oh man yeah. like this is the worst time for you to find out that you had covid uh-huh. this is like the yeah. day of yeah yeah, so I don't don't know if we're going to get a refund on that plane ticket either, which is even oh worse because she already got through security. But not, nothing in the world. It sucks. But um, there is that uh, future apologies to the YouTube watchers. Uh, if you see me go like this uh, every once in a while, I don't use ChapStick because ChapStick is a scam. And so my lips have become just obscenely cracked and like very painful. So I'm like... Why do you say trying... it's a scam? I don't really use ChapStick either, well, but... I used to that use it all in high school because take on chaps. No, no. So my lips would get really cracked in like high school and middle school yeah, and right. when I was younger. And so I would use chapstick, but chapstick fixes the problem. Uh, what's the word? Temporarily. Temporarily. Yeah. Yes. But then it dries out your lips again. So you have to use more of it. So you get caught oh. in the endless cycle. And so, so like you're saying this it's is like a Dasani situation. Yes, it, it. this is a very exaggerated way to put it, but I became like addicted to chapstick. Like I, I couldn't go anywhere without my chapstick, right? Because it kept like drying out my lips again. So, so I refused. Clean. Yeah, I, yeah, sure. But I refuse to use it now. So like, excuse me if I'm sitting here like desperately trying to to fix my cracked, painful uh, upper lip. And uh, yeah, I just, I feel like shit to be perfectly honest. I, All right. I have <clears throat> three different beverages here. We're back. The big water bottle jug. I've got a coffee that I stole off my mom, who also had COVID, so it's fine. Uh, it is. What are you gonna and do? I also have some, get more uh, sick. Don't think tea, so. Some tea right here. So we've got a, uh, we've got it all here at the desk. Um, an unfortunate All Star weekend for Jack, but uh, we're here and we're recording. We, and, we uh, made it. Yeah, it is today. Tuesday. It is midweek <sighs> when you're listening to this. It'll be Wednesday. Perhaps yes. you'll be on the way to your job, and maybe by the mm. time you listen, you'll be done for the day. Who knows? That'd be great. Wouldn't it? Closer to the weekend. Yes, yes. How was your Spe- break, Sam? Yes. How weekend. are you doing? <laughs> I kept busy because we didn't have anything to do. I knew Jack was sick. You know, there wasn't really much to talk about. I mean, now we'll we'll do a show for you. Don't worry about it. But seriously, Saturday was a day. Saturday was a day. Saturday, I wake up. I go for a run, half run. Because I know I'm a bit sore in the knee. Come back. It is a a very much a struggle to walk up the steps. Don't know why. Day goes on, whatever. Try and keep it loose. Go out to dinner with my friend. It's hurting. Hurting to walk to the car. Now, here's where the problem is. All week, I have been excited. Saturday is the day you go out with the fellas. We've been been, uh, blossoming out a bit. We've been going out to there you go. clubs, things like that. Now, you may look at me and say, look at you I go. Really, I really don't think <laughs> you would go to the club, and I'd say me neither. Mm. Uh, 
but we went out. Uh, so really never thought at 24, I'd wear a knee brace underneath my jeans, <laughs> but I did. I had to wear the knee brace out. That's tough. So we, so we go to friend's house, wait for everybody to get there, get an Uber. Mm-hmm. Never taken an Uber before. You've n- whoa, whoa, whoa. No, because I don't never I don't drink, so I just drive. You've never taken an Uber before. What is this? 24 years old? 23 years old. 24. I've never needed. I just drive. Wow. I just didn't feel like, well, my car is not big enough for all six of us. So we had to get That's Uber. Insane. The Uber wow. gets to okay. the, the building. It is not an Uber sure. XL. The Tough. friend that has ordered the Uber XL is furious. Well, yeah. The driver is furious because we're not we're not going in the car. So he has wasted gas. Of course. Go back upstairs. Well, it's his fault for classifying his car as an Uber XL when it's not. I think it's the app's fault. I'm not convinced anybody was at fault. Okay. Okay. Go back upstairs. Uber XL gets there fine. Mm-hmm. Driver takes a very backwards way to get to where we're going. Sure. But we get there. Go inside. Very busy. I am typically not one to enjoy extremely packed places. I'm not claustrophobic. I just don't like it when I can't move and when I can't hear my friends or or have a conversation. Right? Sure. Yes. I mean, I had a good time. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But typically, this is not a situation where I'm having a good time. So we go in. We go in. They want to get drinks. So I'm standing there. And we end up, st- we start dancing. It's packed. You barely move. We're, we're trying to keep a space for all the fellas. Mm-hmm. Sure. There's six of us. So we're trying to keep, we met some people there too. So we're trying to keep like a little bit of an area. And people are getting pushed around. People are getting pushed around. Mm-hmm. And it's like, guys, we got a box out here. It's, it's it's like the fourth quarter. You got a box out. Make sure you secure the rebound. <laughs> it's really what it yes, was. Something the Celtics are not good at. But yes, continue. So I am standing there dancing. And I feel this pressure on my back. Oh no. Somebody is trying to force our circle in. Of course. Now me yeah. just have given this speech. I can't allow this. You can't so get I am, easily. I am holding my ground. Yeah. I have not moved backwards, but I'm of course I'm not moving. I'm not moving. Yeah. One, one thing about me, I, I may not be big up top. My legs are strong. Legs mm-hmm. are strong. Do a lot of running, not, not being moved. <laughs> then the person tries to pull the chair on me that's tough can you believe that the yeah, chair yeah. did you fall no i survived didn't even budge go. i was ready i thought i was like you know it really suck if they try to pull the chair and i was ready <laughs> they try and pull a chair then i hear this voice and they say you're gonna push me hurt it's this girl that is built like a house oh no and sh- and she's battling with me for the position and i'm mm-hmm. like i don't know what you want on me i'm standing here not moving and she she's flipping out and i'm was like she rude was she oh rude? yeah she was rude okay she threatened to to beat my ass which to which i could have done nothing because I, what am i gonna do hit her back no yeah you can't can't do that it, it was quite the scene it was just remarkable Stop. like what do you want me to do what you did you say me. i was like what do you want on me you're pushing me i'm not moving mm-hmm. so there's that i have my knee brace on we go through the rest of the night the some of the PC men's basketball players in the house. I believe someone's at AJ Reeves was there. Oh, who's not very good. <laughs> AJ Reeves, poor guy. So leave, later leave in the day, I, I go to uh, to go to the bathroom. I go pee. 
I I go in two PC guys walk in with me. Sure. I cannot pee. I know I'm the least equipped in the bathroom. I'm not I'm not competing with the phones. Oh. I'm not. <laughs> so I can't pee. I just leave. Didn't drink anything the whole night. Didn't even have a water because it was so packed. And my ears were sure. ringing through yesterday. So what an experience that was. Yeah, I'm not I can't do crowded places either we let's we can go long so it's the all-star break there's not much to talk about let's oh, go yeah. with some some stories today i uh also if, if you see me going like if you see me going like this at all i i am desperately trying to cool down some tea i have jack jack is, is just doing lines to stay awake i meant to get coffee <laughs> speaking of like energizing yourself burning my tongue coffee. it is brutal i had to take the top off because it was just too it's burning my tongue anyways so if you're long time listeners of us you know my friend Danny, Danny Hanley from mm. the Within Heckling Distance podcast. Podcast we should bring back, but we just don't have the time. It's a good show. <clears throat> Fun show. I don't know if we have the audience yet. Maybe not. We could build it, though. TikTok, you know, the, the stuff. You know, the, There's funny ways. Anyways, Danny is a very social person, and mm. he loves going out, as does Liam, another member of the show, you know, uh, if you're a long-time listener. And he, I think we privated the video, so you can't watch them. Maybe I'll unprivate them. Probably so for the best, actually. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. To protect the brand. I was thinking about something we talked about the other day, and I was like, "Ooh, we shouldn't have talked about that." <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um. Anyways, Danny, I I rarely go out, almost never. One weekend, I was feeling okay. It was like, you know what? I'll be mm. social. I was, I was feeling particularly social, so I decided to go out with Danny, accept his invitation. And we're going out for a mutual friend's birthday. Um. Now. Started off the day. I woke up very early. We went to watch the USA Netherlands game at a bar. Very fun. Had fun with Danny and some this of his friends from college. Uh, no, this was December, December, November. Mm. I forget when the game was, but it was the end of last year. Um, then I, I chilled at Danny's for the day, took a nap because it was, you know, early for me <laughs> and I was tired. Jack woke um, up and knew a tough day. No, no, no. The game was at eight. So I woke up at like six okay. to go in there. So it was okay, it was okay. early for most people, but very yes. early for me. And I didn't go to bed till like four or something ridiculous because, of course. Um, anyway, spend the day at Danny's, blah, blah, blah. We go out that night. Uh, now, I know most of the people there. However, there are, are, are mm, excuse me, I sound like a seal there. There are also <laughs> people there who are exclusively friends with, you know, the, the the person's birthday who it was or with danny or et cetera, et cetera. so like they're talking to them and if they're talking to them i don't have anybody to talk to because i don't really i don't know those people and yeah. i'm not social enough uh to you know just go up and introduce it's a disaster situation yeah it's it's tough so and i don't like drinking i i will i know you don't drink but i'll, I'll drink like I'll, I'll have some beers i have nothing mm -hmm. against it i just don't do it often because my thing is if i don't like the taste there's no, i don't really care enough to do it and so I, I had some beers that night, whatever. I, I was cool. It was it was fine. But for after we, you know, pre-gamed at the apartment, which was fine. I, I talked to a couple of my friends. It was okay. We went out to the bar. And at the bar, everyone was just sitting around, people talking to other people I didn't know. So my awkward self ended up just standing there for maybe two hours. Literally just standing there. Doing All right. It, it was horrendous. It That's was what horrendous. I would do. It was a completely packed bar. There was no space anywhere. Where we found ourselves in a corner at a table. It was absolutely awful. I hated it. Um, and I, when I, I went back to Danny as I slept there. It was fine. Me, him, and one of his buddies. It was cool. Whatever. The next morning, I, Danny was like, you know, uh, you know, I'll see you later, man. And I go, maybe not. I don't think I'll be doing this anytime soon. Uh, not a fan. I, I can't do it. Not like you said, the the club thing. 
when you were in college. It was like a we club bar. Sure. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you're Very about. packed. Yeah. Yeah. Very hot. Um, mm-hmm. Brutal. We went, when I, uh, it's tough. When I went to um, my freshman year of college, I I didn't drink in high school or anything, but mm. like I got to college, I was like, you know what? I'll drink. I'll be I'll be social, whatever. Uh, and so we went to clubs. We went out. We did stuff like that. Uh, not a fan. Not just I couldn't do it. Like I would hang out in my small circle. It was fun when I was drunk enough for it to be fun. But then once I realized I don't exactly like drinking, then it just wasn't worth it sober because it, it wasn't fun at all. Uh, I don't understand it. It's just like it never clicked with me. I, I just don't think I'm built that way. I'm uh I don't get See, it. See, I'm like a real psycho because I don't drink and I still have like a lot of fun. They can't like I, I went to a wedding in September and I realized I was like, sure. oh man, like dancing's like actually a lot of fun. Oh, I can't. So <laughs> I went out a couple weeks ago and like they were like, We're gonna go upstairs to the dance floor. And I was like, Okay, I'll go. Yeah. And there comes a point where I peel back. I realize everybody around me is trashed. I'm I'm like crazy. And I mean, we do these shows, you know, I have it in me to be nuts. Sure. <laughs> I've got it in me enough funny or crazy or or social. So or maybe social, maybe social. I do. <laughs> but like I can dance like I was going nuts. Glad I wore the knee brace. Uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. The only you know, you, you had one girl staring at me the whole time. It was terrible. Uh, this other girl Ooh. tried to talk to me and my other friend and I, I couldn't hear a word she was saying. Yeah, you do. It's deafening. Yeah, there, I, was there like, is I was like, what am I supposed to do? And it, I was not interested. But like, what what am I supposed to do if I am interested? Like, seriously. very awkward. See, the only times I ever went to club was when I was with like a girl that I was already talking to. Like, that's I, what everybody I, says. You know, what I'm saying? So they I, do that. Yeah, yeah. I would go out and I'd be like with a girlfriend from college or whatever, and we'd go out and it'd be fine. But like, whenever I went out with just like, or actually, no, th- there were some times like I'd go out with, I was a nursing major in college, as I've probably said a million times on the show. And so I didn't really have, time, actually. yeah, probably, probably th- I talked about it plenty. Uh, I didn't have like a lot of guy friends, but then I met uh, my buddy Thomas, who I'm still friends with now. We, we don't talk much because COVID kind of messed everything up, but uh I met him through some of my nursing friends and then we became really close. And so whenever we went out, it would just be me and Thomas and then a bunch of like nursing girls or whatever. So me and Thomas would just mess around and it'd be, it'd be hype. But like, other than that, um, it would just be like, I was already talking to somebody and we'll go out. Right. Cause like, it, I don't, it's just, I could never do the whole social thing. I I'm not outgoing enough to just go up to a random person and, you know, spark a conversation. You oh, know I'm really like, not I, either. I can't go up I to did. people I don't know. Is we were dancing and like these girls were all taking a selfie and I was like, oh shit, I'm in the background. And then they you realized say, that I realized that I was in the background, so they put the camera on me and I was dancing, and they loved it. And that was the end. Oh my god. <laughs> See, I, I just I can't do it. I'm not I'm not built for that lifestyle. <laughs> and that's and that's okay. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn. I need something. Mm-hmm. Now now it. that I'm not going into work every day and raising hell, I gotta I gotta raise hell somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no, not for me. I'm happy staying home. I'm I'm happy chilling um anyways we can talk some basketball now we spent enough time talking about the club and the random antics uh you can start with the all-star game because guys more like a a club better than anybody yeah right us this is this is the place to get your club going stories anyways uh all-star game turned into a celtic show uh jason tatum jalen brown going at it tatum took home the all-star mvp i don't know if you saw the graphic sam but the last i i i i saw this before the graphic oh did you yeah. The last six, I believe it is, all-star MVPs 
have gone on to win finals MVP that season, right? Which is kind of no. crazy. No, not that season. Or they have won it. So well, how does it go? This year, Tatum. Last year, Curry. Year before yeah. Giannis. Before that, Kawhi did not make the finals. Year before that, KD lost in the finals. Year before that, LeBron lost in the finals. Year before that, Davis. Don't even know if they made the playoffs. He was in New Orleans. Okay. Yeah. But the last couple years, good news. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like even those guys you mentioned, like Kawhi won it and then he won a finals, not like far off from when he won the MVP. Same with LeBron, same with Kevin Durant. They all won it in the years around when they won All-Star Game MVP. So it's at least a good track to be on if you're Jason Tatum winning uh, All-Star Game MVP. Not only winning it, dominating it, might I add. Most points, Yes, most points in All-Star Game history, 55. Saw a lot of people complain. Joe Mazzulla, he's playing him 35 minutes even in the All-Star game. Jason Tatum Shut barely, he, he didn't run at all. Like, no no one did anything. It, 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 was, it was a brisk scrimmage. The, the, the boys on Sunday are playing harder than them. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not be, you know, let, let's not act like it was a, some gruesome, uh, intense fest. game. Yeah, yeah, let, let's not. He, How he dare Mazzulla let up. him and Brown play one-on-one. Mm-hmm. That was awesome, by the way, seeing that. I saw yeah, a lot ruled. of people... I saw a lot of people complain about how this oh, that's is everything they're, that's they're not fans. Yeah, right. No, even I saw I think Bob Ryan said something about really? how yeah, he said, oh, I gotta go find it exactly. Um, and I disagreed with it. I love Bob Ryan, respect the hell out of Bob Ryan, obviously. How can you not? But Agreed. I, I disagree with this take, and I think uh a lot of um people who who grew up watching basketball in the eighties and nineties probably share this take. Um uh he said this. I love basketball, so by definition, I have zero interest in the All-Star game, which has deteriorated into a ludicrous farce. Believe it or not, once upon a time, the greatest players in the world wanted to play serious basketball, not engage in a defenseless dunkerama. And my response is, Bob, it, it, it's the All-Star game. You, you get 82 games of hard play. You get the playoffs, which is still some of the greatest basketball ever, I would argue. I, I mean, the playoff oh, basketball fantastic. over the past few years is phenomenal. Like, stars have no interest in playing hard in a game that means absolutely nothing that there is absolutely nothing to gain by winning the all-star game winning all-star game mvp is cool but like you can do that by just getting a bunch of shots up right like you don't need to put your body on the line for a game that helps you zilch in the long run Um, and i i understand like oh you had all these people fighting their asses off and this is this good for them right that's just not how it works right you don't have to enjoy, you know, the all-star game. You don't have to do this because they're never going to play it like a normal game because it doesn't, there's no implications that a normal game has. Uh, and I personally, I mean, it's an opinion and I can respect everybody's opinion. I didn't mind it. I, I thought it was fun. And w- w- is some of that because I'm a Celtics fan and there was a big part of it that was Tatum and Brown. Sure. But like even last year, right. It's fun to see highlight dunks. It's fun to see the moments of players just messing around. You know what I'm saying? Like Steph Curry going for 50 last year uh, was incredible. Like it was super fun just to see him messing around out there, getting shots up, you know, playing with the crowd. Jalen Brown doing the too little on Jason Tatum. Like you get moments that you would never get to see anywhere else in this game. And just because it's not like this hard, intense, crazy basketball game doesn't mean it can't be fun. Um, that's just my opinion. Of course, like I, I said, think it's yeah. I think it's cool to see him go back and forth. I think yeah. There are better ways to do the all-star game. I do think the all-star game itself is lame. I think there are cool things that come from the all-star game, but I'm not sitting there watching it. Well, my thing is like, what do you, I'm not hating on it. Like, I think it was fine. Like my my whole thing is though, like I said, like 
there's nothing you can do to fix it, right? There's no solution because no players are well, going to try. Unless you make the All-Star game something like the MLB, where it's like the All-Star game determines who gets home, home court, court in the finals. But even then, like you have what? Like well, Zach Levine be playing real hard. Yeah, maybe. exactly. Half the people caring about it. Like, unless you say like, okay, and this would never happen because it's foolish and, the, you know, fits my argument. Unless you say, okay, the team that wins the All-Star game, every player on the team earns their team two more regular season wins. Like, that's just not how it works, right? You can't do that because That'd it is be a meaningless game. Well, yeah, but it doesn't matter because then if you are Jason Tatum and Giannis is on the other team and he wins, then that's just not fair, right? There, yeah. There's nothing you can do with it other than making it it an entertainment value game for the fans which they do by well, messing you could around make it not a game you could make it you could make it i've seen people say make it half court I've seen corrales put that out today it, right make it one-on-ones I saw yeah corrales i think corrales that. put that out and i, I think that's smart do like it if you're gonna do half court you could do like three on threes and have more teams you could like, yeah do I something agree. like you do with the skills challenge you know what? i think that's actually a good idea have you seen i mean i know it from 2k because it's one of the drills you have to do do like three on three teams and have them go back and forth like three on three half court whichever team scores stays in then you go to the other end right and you get a different three on three team that plays the team that just scored there and you go back and forth like switching out three and three teams and then the winner gets like i don't know make, make it some monetary uh, uh reward like they get this this you know uh a million dollars or probably something more because that means nothing to them but you know what i'm saying like give them some sort put some sort of prize there that players would care about and, and maybe that's the problem because they're gonna figure one. out what they care but, about like they don't really well, care about much like they don't care about loyalty anymore they don't care about how long the contract is they care about don't... winning they yeah, care about winning. some of them that's do. what matters most what do you mean some of them i'm not convinced all those guys care if they win or not win the all-star game or win championships regular season like any anything like there are guys in the league that are definitely there just collecting a check it's true i disagree oh, I, I, don't well, disagree. I, I i think there's a bar right because like i'm gonna think of an example if i'm zach levine and i have the chance to secure generational wealth by signing a contract that's going to set me and my family up for X amount of years. Like I'm going to do that regardless. Like I would rather do that than take a massive pay cut to win a championship. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, cause at, at that point it's about your livelihood, right? Like, like having a chance to secure, what is it like $243 million versus like, you know, 120 on a good team. Like that's, <laughs> that's an extra $120 million to play for a, a team with playoff hopes rather than title hopes. And I take that. Right. Because that's like an absurd amount of money when you're still going to be playing in the league and still going to compete at the highest level uh, in the world. Not saying like a title contention, but like compete in the league that is the best in the world. And that's true. On the flip side, like I I don't know why he popped in my head, probably because he he had a fun moment at All-Star Weekend. Jose Alvarado. Right. Like if I'm Jose Alvarado. I don't care who signs me. I go wherever the money is the most because you're not in a position where you can lead a team or be an all-star X, X. Like, I think he's a great player, but he's not going to be this amazing superstar. So I go who, where whoever pays me the most. And that's, that's how it works because you have to worry about yourself. And I understand that because they're humans, right? If, if, if I'm put in the NBA, right, I'm going wherever pays me. If that's, if that's the Pistons, hell I'll play on the Pistons. I'm in the NBA and they're going to give me a bag. Hell yeah. Right. If I can take, I don't know, like, let's say one team offers me 10 mil versus nine mil and one team is a title contender and one team's a lottery contender, I'll go to the title contender. But if I'm getting a minimum contract from the Celtics versus a 10 million, $12 million deal from the Pistons, that's no brainer. 
Yeah, that's different. It's different. That's not really what I was talking about. Like, I don't expect every player to take a pay cut to try and win. Uh, really, what I was getting at was, uh, how about KD and Kyrie doubling down on the trade requests? How about that? Uh, KD saying, I like the trade request. They make the league more exciting. Kyrie saying. They do. <laughs> I think no- they make the league. I, I think it's bad for the league. Uh, I disagree. Kyrie saying. What's wrong with me wanting to make a business decision if I'm not happy where I'm working? Blah, 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 blah. Well, here's what I say is uh, don't sign the contract. Don't sign a five-year contract. I have no problem with these guys signing shorter-term deals. I don't think it – and Barkley touched on this. He was talking about it. You might have seen the video go around Twitter. They're going to be screwed. They're going to be locked out. This is going to create a lot of problems because these guys are just – whenever things get rough, okay, I want to go play somewhere else. That's typically not how it works. Sure. If you have a real job, see, they're, they're, you can't just get up and leave well, for the most you part. You, you can quit. You, you can. You can quit. You can quit and find another job. But it's not the same. I I and, understand. And not everybody working a, a regular job has the, the freedom, no, flexibility of and freedom to yeah. just get up and quit. I'll say this. I I agree with it from certain perspectives and I disagree with it on certain perspectives in the sense like I do think player. Excuse me. Sorry. I had to cough. Um, I think there needs to be a balance. And I think for a long time, you didn't see that balance where it was completely team control and the players had no power. And I think to this point, you've maybe seen it shift a little too much to the other side where the players have too much power and the teams have less. But I also think it's important to understand that. What Kyrie said, I'll use as an example. The players should be able to dictate their future. I agree with that, right? Like, and I know you can say, well, then just don't sign the contract. Yeah, well, then, then sign, sign a different contract. Well, then you're leaving a whole lot of money on the table. By also, not for and, nothing, he was mad that they didn't extend him. So because mm-hmm. they didn't extend him, all of a sudden he wants to leave. But if they extended him, he was going to stay there. That doesn't make any sense. Well, no, he wanted a five-year, he wanted the guaranteed money. And so he went somewhere where he thinks he can get it. And in in his defense, he could have just gone the rest of the season and said, okay, I'm gone. At least, like, if anything, it's better for the Nets that he said, trade me. I disagree. It... In, huh? in the short term, no. Because I that Nets team about? was on fire before KD got hurt. People were saying they might beat the Celtics. People were, that team was playing really well. KD sure. goes down, he doesn't no, get no, extended, no. You're and then they point. blow up the team. You're missing my point. I'm saying... They're going to have assets from this. Yes, that's what you're saying. But in the short yeah. term... Will the Nets ever be able to compete for a championship with these assets? Maybe. Had this not happened, had had Durant, let's just say Durant didn't even get injured. I'm not convinced this happens. And okay, if he doesn't maybe, get yeah. injured, they're competing. No, they, I disagree. They have at least title hopes. I disagree. I think if KD gets injured, they still run into the same problems because I don't think the Nets wanted to give him a long term contract. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I understand why because he's a flight risk, and he, of course you, know, you think he can, he, he might not play, and there's all these reasons. But from Kyrie's perspective, like of course you want to go to some place that will give you. And I'm not saying I agree with Kyrie. I disagree with a lot of the stuff he says, most of the stuff he says. But from Kyrie's perspective, playing devil's advocate. I would want to go to somewhere that is willing to give me that money. And so if the Nets aren't willing to give him that money, I say, okay, I want out and I want to go somewhere that could potentially, you know, give me that. And I'll tell you now, rather than just leaving this summer for someone that'll give me a long-term deal. So what happens if the Nets paid him? Then what happens? 
then I think he would, uh, you run, obviously, like I said, you run a lot of risks, like something could come up, he could get suspended, he could do this, he could do this, right? Um, there are people convinced the Mavs are going to pay him. Yeah, and maybe they won't. Maybe they won't, but they took the risk because he has to behave. Sure. In Brooklyn, he wasn't behaving. That that was clear. He wasn't. He was he was causing all kinds of problems. I don't think it's the COVID thing or it was the 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 tweets. I don't think it's a matter of him behaving. I think it's a matter of whether or not the environment accepts his misbehaviors. I'm I'm being so serious, right? Because you you see him go to Dallas, right? And not not to bring politics into this, but hell, you see him go from New York to Texas. He immediately deletes the post apologizing for his, you know, anti-Semitic remarks. and Which is just the best. It's ridiculous, right? It's absurd. And I know you say that sarcastically, but. No, it it, it is. It's actually like really funny because he's going to play for a Jewish owner. Yeah, I know. Funny is not the correct word. And that's why I said sarcastic. It's ironic. Yes, that's there you go. But, um. I, I'm again, I'm not agreeing with Kyrie and his beliefs. I'm agreeing with the sense that I think there does need to be a better balance between team and player control than there was X amount of years ago. And I think better than there is now, because I what, think players do have too say much. Is it like a bad thing from team control? Like what, what's something that has changed for the better? You would say, I'm just the curious. players having more, you know, dictatorship. That's not the right word, but, uh, being able to control where they want to go more, right? Like uh, maybe a trade request X amount of years into your thing isn't great, but it's also not great that a, a team can say, okay, five years, like let, let's say a team situation gets toxic and they don't want to play a player or they don't want to do this or they don't want to do this. And I'm not saying this would happen in Brooklyn, but right. Like <clears throat> let's say something like that. John happens. <clears throat> what do you mean? When he was with Houston. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like they don't want to play him like and he's just forced to sit there and do nothing. Right. That sucks. Like a That's player fair. should be a, a player should Your have some control. Not, not, and I'm not, not I'm not saying again. Not again. Yeah. And I'm not saying this is like what happened with Kyrie. Kyrie and Katie, like you said, they were a great team. But let's let me, let me I need to find a better examples because Kyrie's not a good example because of all the behind the scenes. Well, stuff. the John Wall but, thing is a good example. And I know and but it's, I, it's right to your point. And I know, let, but I'm, I'm furthering it back quick. Because okay. of what you said, like, okay, John Wall having to sit out because the team doesn't want to play him isn't necessarily fair. It's like however, too. Throw Al in there. Thunder. That sucked. Okay, very true. Good, good point. Both those are not really fair, even though Horford kind of benefited from it. It worked out, fresh. yes. But in the situation of Kyrie, these are apples to oranges, and essentially we're talking about the league as a whole, so all situations have to be accounted for when we discuss something like this. Sure. But... The fact that he, as a single player, now listen, he's done this plenty of times, can derail a season that was going well, Mm. like he did for that Nets team, who a month ago you would have thought nothing was going to happen. You you were like, KD's coming back, and Kyrie's going to play, and they're going to be, somebody's going to have to deal with him in the playoffs. And two weeks later, he requests a trade, and it's the end of it. I think we should also acknowledge that we can't treat everything like Kyrie because not only is Kyrie his own situation, he's <laughs> he a very a bit of an outlier. Yeah. He is a very outlier individual situation, right? Like you're not seeing many players <clears throat> deal with that type of thing, right? Like the example I was going to say, let's put prime Kemba Walker in Kyrie shoes. Let's say the nets don't like before his health issues, before he, he fell out of the league before that, like prime Charlotte Hornets, Kemba Walker. Let's say Charlotte went to him on the last year of his deal. 
and said, we don't want to give you a max contract for whatever reason, whatever they're, they're the team. Right. And it, from a lot of people's perspective, they don't have to give a reason because they have control. Um, let's say, and this isn't aimed at you. This is in general. Um, let's say, you know, they were saying, we'll give you one and one. We don't really feel like paying you that much. And he goes, well, no, I, I want a five-year deal. I feel like I'm good enough to have a five-year deal, which from Kyrie's perspective is what he was thinking. I'm not saying it's right because he's, like you said, an outlier, but like from his perspective, this is what his mindset was. So let's say Kemba goes to the Hornets and no, I want a five-year deal. And they said, we're not going to do that. And so he goes, okay, then trade me because I'm not going to, I don't want to do that, right? No one would be batting an eye because they'd be like, why aren't they paying him, right? Like he, he's good. He deserves it. And if Kyrie wasn't a nut job, a lot of people would probably feel that way too. And I, I, I think, yeah, there is no, why aren't they paying? Everyone's like, well, yeah, why wouldn't you give him a one and one? So he has to behave. Exactly. Exactly. But it, it, let's like put, put it in the shoes of, you know, anybody who's not crazy, right. Or does all this like outlandish stuff. Like, like I said, Kemba and he requests a trade. It would benefit the Hornets in the long run because he didn't want to sign there for the contract they were offering anyways, uh, which I argued it did for the Nets. And I honestly, I think the Nets are probably in a better long term place in right the long run. The it'll help. Team. But I, I mean, for this, and I'm, I don't know if they're going to really be able to compete with the group that they have, like, like seriously compete. They're not going to be like bums, but I don't, we won't not, know. They're not at the level that they could have been this season. Yeah, we, we won't know. Um, but. Like I said, I think I think there should be a balance, and I, I don't know what that balance is. I'm not a part of the CBA negotiations, but I do think they need to find something where players can have some control, whether it be, you know, before you request a trade or before you are able to, you know, start dictating anything, you need to spend two years there. Or you need to you need to, you know, be it through the first X amount of years of your contract, and then you automatically have some sort of clause that helps you, you know dictate something or even pass that light right to avoid somebody like uh i don't want to throw anybody but i'll just use jose alvarado again to, to there has to be clauses like if you make x amount of things you can do x amount of things right if you if you're an all nba player and you do this and the celtics or i'm just saying it because you know we cover the celtics this team makes it to this round of the playoffs and you average this like clauses or something you can have well, x have amount that. of freedom on your next deal do you know what, oh, what the freedom thing is different the freedom thing right like the money thing of course right they'll be able to earn more money but i i think what's becoming even more important to players nowadays rather than money is being in a situation that they prefer, right? Like you look at everyone talks about, you know, well, Jalen Brown leave the Celtics. The only reason that's a question is because people consider, okay, does he want to have a larger role? Does he want to do this? Cause the Celtics can offer him the most money, but they can't offer him the one a position because that's Jason Tatum's right. Uh, and so if let's say Jalen Brown comes to the table next year and says, trade me, because I want to be a 1A next year and I don't plan on resigning, which I'm not saying he will. I don't think he will. I think he'll resign at Boston. He seems but, very happy here, by the way. Every, he does. Everything we've I, I heard don't, recently, this is not like mm, combative, but just like, no, I know, I know. Came to I don't mind. think everything we've Boston. heard recently is actually really positive on Jalen Brown. I agree. And I don't think he's leaving Boston, but like if he came to the table and said, trade me, I want a, a, you know, a higher position, I would have a hard time arguing with that because i think he's capable of being the 1a in the right scenario right like i i like you, you tell me you put him on that miami heat team as the primary scoring option they couldn't win a title i think they absolutely could you know what i'm saying so i think i think there are and that was just a one-off example i i think there are examples where a player should have the right to dictate his own future um they all have the, the but, right they can all leave I know at the contract, on the contract there's there's a lot that goes into that in my in my opinion and i'll explain like Say you're Jalen Brown three years ago, right? Like say you're Jalen Brown before he he signs that 
discounted deal that he signed with the Celtics, right? If you say, you know, let's say the Celtics didn't give him that much money and he wanted to sign for a max, right? Let's say the Celtics offered him 15 million, but he believed he was good enough to sign for a max, right? People would get mad at him, right? And, and the Celtics can match anything he gets, right? Like I, I'm also not a huge fan of, of the, you know, rookie deal. Right. And in the case of the, or the, the bird rights, I know you are. Here's you're, why. You're, you're a team. No, control. here's why. Can, let me finish. Okay. Um, let's say Jalen Brown thought he deserved more and the Celtics only offered him 10, right? Like he could go, uh, and DeAndre is the, the current actual real world example, but I'll finish what I'm saying. Like the Hawks or somebody could have offered Jalen Brown a max contract. The Celtics could have matched and it would have been fine. Right. But you're telling me in the back of his head, he's not going to be pissed. He's not going to be unhappy in a situation. Like, look, like I said, look at DeAndre Ayton, right? You see the sort of remnants that DeAndre Ayton's probably not the happiest in Phoenix because he went through the first four years of his deal. He played very well, in my opinion. Uh, and he, he wanted to leave because clearly something was wrong. And so he signed with the Pacers and the son said, Nope, you're coming back. And that, that doesn't sit super right with me. And I, 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 I'll predict your argument here. And it's something like they drafted the player. They have the rights to that, but, and I understand, but I just, I, I don't know. I, I think players deserve a certain level of freedom. And I, I do think maybe it's gone tilted a little bit too far towards them. Um, but I disagree with the the notion that the team should have all the control. Cause just from like a human being person perspective, I don't love it. I, I lean somewhat towards, I, I don't like to use the word rights, like cause well, it's yeah because they're humans they're people. yeah but like it's not it's not like that for me the the point is you as a team draft that player to help you compete now sure. when you when the player comes to the league they are not a finished product yet they're not they're not going to be the best they're going to be so not only you as a team most times unless you're like the Celtics and you end up with top picks from brooklyn give that player the room to grow and develop and learn yeah. but also you are starting to put pieces if that player is playing well enough and you believe in them put pieces around them so you can win a championship with that player and both achieve a mutual goal correct sure so if if you have players that can just leave no matter what after those first four years everything you have worked towards as a unit including that player aside from his talent is gone. So the player reaps all the benefits of that and you get nothing. Because usually by the end of that first contract, you're ready to compete. Like even, even look at the Celtics, right? Like even mm. with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, Tatum has probably been the most successful rookie that has had to lead probably in, in a very, very long time. Seriously. Like think mm. about like, he comes in, he he's playing as a role player, playing as a role player. Opening night, Hayward goes down, has to take a little bit bigger of a role, but it's still Kyrie. It's still Al Horford. Like, he's mm -hmm. still not really a focal point of the team. Kyrie sure. goes down in, like, April, just before the playoffs. They're the two seed. They have Milwaukee. He, Terry Rozier, and Jalen Brown really stepped up. All three were young guys in that situation. Mm -hmm. But besides that, like, how often do you see a player really, like, help a team compete that early? And even then, well, Tatum wasn't I think... good enough to, like, really, like, take over a game or, like, 
battle. Like it was still a really great camaraderie, like team. I effort. think that's I think that's pretty unfair. Um, because how is that unfair? You're, you're considering well. First off, most teams that draft these high superstars are not playoff teams, right? The Celtics were in a very that's unique situation. It it is unique. What do you mean? Well, yeah, it's unique. And you you say he's you don't see these players helping their teams compete that early because their teams aren't in a position to compete. And I know because that follows your argument aren't, of aren't ready to compete, but also okay. because they're just not like to go further. Tatum really isn't taking over games until the like the last year or the first year of his new deal to where I don't remember when it kicked in. Was it the the bubble year was his last rookie year or I don't the remember. year after. I don't remember the first four years. So what is that? 17, 18, 18, 19, 19, 20, 20, 21. Okay. So, so, 20, so the 20, one 20, where like no people were in the stands was where was they lost in the nets. Yeah. Okay. So like he was just kind of starting to get to the point where he was consistently able to alter a game. You saw flashes of it in the bubble. He was really get great against Philly had his moments in the other games, but for a player to really be the cornerstone of your team, you as a franchise need that four years to tell what do we need to do? What kind of pieces mm-hmm. do we need to put around this guy to put him in the best situation and to put the team in the best situation to compete? Sure. If you if you spend four years studying, calculating, figuring out how you're going to do that, and you have no way of guaranteeing that that guy is going to be a part of your future that you just spent four years planning for. It's not really fair. Now, now I understand combat your like, argument. it's kind of shitty that the guy can't like get up and leave, but like, well, I'm ga- I, I want to combat your argument. You want, well, I combat your argument with what if the organization is really shitty at doing what you're expecting them to do, right? Like what if you're LaMelo ball, we'll use him as an example. This is his what third year in the league. The Hornets have regressed. And sure, there are some background things that aren't exactly their fault that have caused them to regress. But even if those said things didn't happen, you can't tell me they'd be a playoff team this year. They would not be. Not this year. <laughs> They're horrendous, right? <clears throat> and they made the play in the last two years. Michael Jordan is one of the cheapest owners in the NBA. He's not doing anything to help them improve. They're going to be in the Wembenyama sweepstakes, so maybe that helps. But a player like, you know, I'm using LaMelo, so I'll talk about him. A player, if say you're drafted into the NBA at 19, you don't have any freedom to dictate where you can play until you're 27. That's kind of crazy. That is, that's nuts. You have no freedom to dictate any, let's say the training staff's terrible. Let's say they, they can't help you, you know, you know, get healthy. They're ignoring your pleas. You know, the team is doing nothing to help improve you around you. You're stuck in hell for eight years of your life for arguably over, you know, unless you're LeBron or somebody crazy, half your career. You are stuck in a situation where you are completely unable to win. And I totally agree with you in the sense of, <clears throat> let's say you're Boston, or, or let's say you're Memphis because they're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing everything you can to put that player that you drafted, John Morant or Jason Tatum in this case, in the best possible situation for them to succeed. Now, let's say you're LaMelo Ball, or let's say you're DeAndre Ayton, who they took back, right? And the Suns have been who good. Who made the finals. <clears throat> sure, I know. But like, if you're DeAndre Ayton, from the LaMelo perspective, my point was they're not helping him win. From the Aiden perspective, True. my point is there's clearly something going behind the, behind the scenes where he doesn't respect the team and they don't respect him. There's clearly something going on. It's not that they're not good. It goes deeper than that. It goes deeper than basketball because, again, like I say, 
at the base of it all, they're all people, right? They're not players. They're humans, right? And so clearly there's something wrong with Aiton and the coach, but he has, or Aiton and the coach or Aiton and the organization or whatever it is, clearly there's something wrong and he has no freedom to move past it. No, nothing. He, he stuck there for eight years of his life and he's got to deal with it, right? That's the part that doesn't sit well with me. And I, and I understand it's, 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 See, because you, I, I agree with your argument, right? A team should be given There's X amount area. of years. <clears throat> exactly. The team should be given X amount of years to put a, a contending piece around, uh, or excuse me, a contending team around this piece that they drafted or pieces. If you, you know, you Jalen Brown in there, Desmond Bay and Jared Jackson, et cetera. But at the same time, <clears throat> it's not fair to the player, in my opinion, to say you have no freedom, no matter what the team does right or wrong for eight years of your life. That, like that that part it doesn't make sense to me and the Kyrie thing obviously they're past it they cannot sign the contract blah 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 and we've got we've kind of delved into a different realm of conversation I just think there needs to be a better balance between player and team control and I, again I don't know what that is because I'm not deep into these negotiations but I think it's what you said is right it, it is it's tough and it, it's tough to deal with and I mean, from a guy who writes articles and enjoys it from an entertainer's perspective, I think trade requests are fun. <laughs> I think it's they live things drama, up. bad for the game. That's what I always say. I don't even think it's bad for the It's game. true. It's it's good. It's good for drama. It's good for us. Like when we write articles and we need like juicy topics and headlines and things to write about. But like, yeah, I I do understand the sentiment of they're getting something back, but that doesn't change the fact that that whole request, that whole situation derailed what could have been a successful season for the nets and we'll never know because it happened sure i don't think it's necessarily bad for the game though because the nets are not as good as they were but now you have two teams in the west who are i would say pretty clearly better right you can argue with it with the mavericks because would they have been better with dinwiddie and dorian finney smith playing defense maybe um it is what it is it adds drama but you look down the line Kawhi asking out, you know, brought the Raptors a title. That that was pretty fun. I mean, that team was cool. Anthony Davis asking out. I would argue that trade probably ended up better for both teams. <laughs> I mean, the Lakers won their championship, and the and the Pelicans are are pretty sitting pretty handedly with Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, who they got in the Josh Hart deal. And I mean, the Lonzo situation's a mess, but regardless. <clears throat> so, I, I don't mind trade requests. I, I think there definitely needs to be some sort of I don't even know what to call it, you know, negotiation put in place to balance out the player and team control better, find some sort of resolution. Like I said, I said it three times. I don't know what that is. Um, but like specifically with the rookie thing, like I said, like <clears throat> we'll, we'll, we'll never know how good LaMelo ball can be leading a team because he's not really going to have the chance, right? Like you can't convince me in the next five years, the Hornets are going to be a serious contender for the finals because they're just not going to be. Like I just don't think they will. Child services situation where they come in and take the kid. Yeah, right. They're gonna have to extract Lamelo from excuse uh, Charlotte, unless you know maybe one big Yama gets there. But here's the like, yeah, that could happen, and then it would change a lot of things. Now that's not the doing. My thing is, my thing is, would it would it change a lot of things? Wemby Yama is great, but like I always say, situation is everything. You can't tell me that Wemby Yama wouldn't be better off in San Antonio. With that organization, with Popovich, with that with that group that's championship built, right? That's then a Charlotte. good question. You can't tell me he wouldn't be better off in, I don't know, what's another example? Let, let's say, oh, I'm thinking, who, who's at the bottom? Uh, Detroit, Indiana. Let's say Indiana. Houston. Loses, right? Houston, right? E- even that, like, let me, let me look at the NBA standings. 
New Orleans could be oh, one because of the Lakers. Yep. Yep. Let's see. Let's say the Thunder lose some games and they magically win the lottery. You're telling me Victor Wembanyama wouldn't have more success under that Thunder squad with that ownership, with Sam Presti, with Shea Gilders Alexander, with that squad that they've built up with all the picks ready to get more people, you know, willing to help a young team that's showing some promise than Charlotte who has consistently showed that they're not willing to spend money. They weren't willing to spend money. I don't know if you heard this. I, I heard this. I think they hired Kenny Atkinson. Then they weren't willing to spend the extra money to bring in the guys he wanted to on the coaching panel. And so then he left. That's actually and then, really funny. And then instead of finding somebody else who would have wanted their own coaches in there, they just brought back Steve Clifford because he said he'd be fine with the coaches they have. Right. Like you can't tell me that Wimpen Yamba wouldn't be better off in San Antonio or OKC than in Charlotte with that ownership. Right. And we will never know how his career turns out. Like I'll use LeBron. I know you don't love LeBron. That LeBron, that Cavaliers team he dragged to the finals in 07 was abysmal. That that might have been the worst finals team I have ever seen in my life. Right. And this it, isn't it's gonna... true, but also, well, I, I don't know. This is this is not concrete, but those pieces worked a little bit like Al Gaskis wasn't a bomb Mo Williams wasn't terrible right like he he was okay like I believe he might have had an all-star selection I'm not positive on that did they bring in LeBron a ton of help no they didn't let me one second they didn't they didn't no you're right I'm reading you this team though Right. And my argument is not, you know, and this was only LeBron's second year so they didn't like uh, this isn't me shitting on the Cavaliers for not no this is four years in or three um, it is four, three, oh, four, oh, four, oh, five. This, this, this is, is the exact year that you said they should, you know, have a little bit of help, right? End of the, the first contract. These are the leading scores on that team. You had LeBron James at 27. You had Larry Hughes uh, at 15 a game. You had Ilgauskas, who's not a bum. He was okay. He was averaging 12 in seven. You had Drew Gooden, Sasha Pavlovich, Danielle Marshall, Anderson Verjao, Damon Jones, Booby Gibson, Eric Snow. Like, I'm sorry. Mo Williams right? has not arrived yet. No, no. <laughs> no Mo Williams yet. So <laughs> you can't tell me. Like, I, I couldn't find in my – I don't think I could find another finals team where at least one other player on the roster had absolutely zero significance in the history of the NBA. Right? And, like, like Elgowskis is a maybe because, like, like you, you look back. Larry Hughes is okay player, not we're, a Hall of Famer. He's we're not... picking at straws here. Let, let's call a spade a spade. This team was awful. This team was it, like I it's said, not a good it, finals team. It might have been one of the worst finals teams over the last twenty years. How good was My... the East that year, though? Seriously, <clears throat> let me take a look. Give me a sec. They it beat... wasn't that great. Oh, you're gonna make me look here. Um, this is also completely besides the point. This isn't. Like, the, I, I had a point that I was going to build well, on. Well, the talent. No, the point. The it. point is like we've talked about this with the scoring, right, Jack? No, 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 no. I had, I have a point, and I'm going to get into it. I'm going to finish this off first, though. Um, <clears throat> the Pistons were the one seed, just a few years off their title run, right? Like, right, which like, was so, an underdog title run. Sure, but let's not act and like they, they were aging. Let's not act like they weren't an okay, oh, weren't a good team. They were. Um, and he the Raptors, them. the Heat, yeah. The Raptors, the Heat, the Bulls, the Nets, right? It wasn't a wealth of talent. Again, this is all besides, besides the Detroit, point I'm Those teams really aren't anything special. <clears throat> Again, this is not the point I'm making. I'm trying to get there. My, my point is the talent was thinner then. It, it, it's, not, it's not just saying like his team was bad or whatever. Like the he league beat, itself was not as good. Jason Kidd and Richard Jefferson, Nets. He beat the Gilbert Arenas, Brendan Haywood, Antoine Jamison, the Wizards. 
uh, and he beat the, like I said, the Billups, uh, Hamilton, Torian Prince, Rashid Wallace, Pistons, and then lost to Tim Duncan. Anyways, the point is, nothing to do with the Cavaliers team. How different does LeBron's career look if he didn't leave for Miami? Right? Like, how how different would the Cavaliers have ever figured it out? Right? And I know you can say, oh, he went back there and they figured it out. That's because they were so bad. Well, they, they, had to, they had Irving. to get picks. It's, exactly. it's true. They were so bad that they had to get Irving. They were so bad that they had they had to get Wiggins just in order to trade for Kevin Love, right? And if they hadn't done all that, if he hadn't left them, like you could make an argument that the Cavaliers never put a good enough team around him to you know go as far as he did. And everyone's like, oh yeah, well he went to Miami to team up with two. Yeah, he did because that's what he had to do to win a championship, right? Because the team that he was on wasn't putting a good enough product around him to win that championship. And so you can sit here and criticize LeBron for leaving. And I, this is, again, we're just going back into the, the player versus team empowerment. He sat there in Cleveland. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven years of his career. He sat there in Cleveland. And then he said, okay, I'm going to Miami. I'm, I'm, well, I'm going. Right? And think it, of it like it this. Turned out for the best. <laughs> it's true. He, he got a lot of it. However, one, I'll start by saying this. I'm not convinced if he stays, they get past the Celtics ever. <laughs> exactly my point <laughs> you're, you're two, arguing for me <laughs> this is one a testament to lebron but two also by the time he left they had gotten him more help like that team won 60 games in 2010 they did it was sure. him an old shack they had antoine jameson they had Mo still Williams. not a great team not a great I, team i, I know you won, won 60, 60 games, games because of lebron they did it's true mm-hmm. it's true but that wasn't a finals team Let's not act like that was a championship team. It could, if I don't know, it if it's could championship have, team. It, it could have been, but only because of how good LeBron was. Only, only because of how good LeBron was. Like, what would you say? This 20, 2009, 2010 team, they won 60, 60 even. How many? Uh, 61 games. 61 games, which again, is not being done very often. Mo Williams was pretty good. You're correct. It was 16 points, you know five assists it's not a bad player same thing with antoine jameson he put up 16 and 7 and even Shaq had you know 12 in his old age the Celtics were underdogs in that series it's not a terrible team but again just it's like he went somewhere that got him the more help and they tried sure and if your definition of trying is signing mo williams and antoine jameson it's good but as lebron grew older in his career like you said, the league got more talented, right? It became True. tougher to win. And I think it's tougher to win, excuse me, in the NBA now than it ever was. And you could say, oh, well, Jordan stopped all these teams. Yeah. You're talking about well, one team. Just and just look like, about, look look at the East this year. Or look look at the whole league. Like we're like. The West. Too. Or, or last I, year. I think, last year, we had no idea who was going to win. This year, I we don't really have any I, kind of concrete. Everybody mm-hmm. thinks the Celtics are going to win or Milwaukee. And that's it. But. Realistically, there are a bunch of Denver's teams up compete. there. Phoenix can compete. Philly, as much as you don't believe in them because they're playoff history, I, I really don't believe in Philly. <laughs> My point is, I think there's more talent in the league now than there ever was before. Um, and I think players being able to dictate where they can go again, there's got to be a balance because they shouldn't have complete control like it seems like they do at times now. Um, I, I don't think it's fair to make players, you know sit in a situation that's not ideal for them. And I think DeAndre Ayton's maybe the best example I have because clearly something. Well, those guys can sign one year contracts. What do you mean? Like if you're DeAndre Ayton and you want to leave, sign a one year contract with who? Like another anyone. 
I guess. But then uh, it, you also have to consider like a team has to offer him a one year contract, right? Like, why would you not? It, it, because there's no what, what's the benefit if if I'm the Pacers, right? That's who it was. <laughs> sure. That that was the the threat. Today, February 20, 21st, 2023, there is no difference between for the Pacers if they offered eight and how five, four years, whatever they did, four or year. one year. Okay. There's no that that is a no lose situation if you're the Pacers. Well, it's a lose if he signs the one year and then leaves. Because then is it? you wait. I mean, it's just kind of useless. It's a meaningless year. And I mean, you just spent a lot of time as it is you. Well, you just spent a lot of time stressing the importance of culture and knowing what you're going to build around. So why would they sign a player to one year with no guarantee of him being there in the future? I think if you're that player, you might. Well, one, he wanted to go there for some reason. They sold him on signing a four year. He could, excuse me, maybe the Pacers could have said, okay, we'll sign you for one year now. And then even if the Suns do match, we'll just bring you back next year. Anyway, like maybe there could be some of that. My, but... my point is the Suns are matching. They don't care. Sure. They're matching. My po- but then my point is, you know, you run the risk of something you don't like. There's collusion. You can't be talking to people. You can't be plotting stuff. You can't be doing this because that's not fair. Right. So like if the Pacers and DeAndre Ayton colluded and said, okay, we'll, we'll offer you a one year thing right now. And then when the Suns match, we'll just sign you unrestricted. And that's you, right? They'd get clapped for collusion. And, and, and you know, however, would they survive? Second with second the second I know what you're saying. Picks. But then the same people in my, like, as far as I'm concerned, it's the same people who complain about player empowerment and player trade requests that also complain about, you know, oh, these players, you know, PJ Tucker was talking with the Sixers. Like, you can't have both ways. Right? I don't really like, care about all that. I know you don't, but my point is most people who complain about that complain about. The I just think the punishment's like real funny because they they like the league wants to make it a real punishable thing, but they really don't punish them. Well, I like what, I, I, if if you're bringing in a player that you think's going to help you win, are you really concerned about a second round pick? No. Well, you are when five of them can get you a player. Five. <laughs> you are when it's money. Picks. Well, second round picks are currency now more than they are picks, right? And let let's not act like pick second round picks don't have any value they clearly have value they're no, tradable you can hit assets. On a second round pick mm-hmm. and you can hit on second picks and i would argue second round picks are more valuable now than ever before because of how talented the basketball world is right there's more talent than ever coming into the nba you can get a decent player in a second round pick like <clears throat> let's take a look we'll, we'll go a few years back so we can get a get an actual like recollection here give me a year like a recent year where a second round pick would have enough time to develop into a decent player Say 2017. 2017 NBA draft. Uh, and we're going to go to the Wikipedia page so I can also look at undrafted guys, right? Because okay. we got to consider that as well. <clears throat> 2017 NBA draft. This is Tatum's draft. Let's look at second round picks. Uh, uh, let's see. Thomas Bryant was in the second round. Isaiah yep. Hartenstein was in the second round. Dylan Brooks was in the second round. Monte Morris was in the second round. Edmund Sumner, like they're not all going to be great, but I'm going to tell you anybody who's had some sort of impact. Edmund Sumner was in the second round. Shemi Ojale, like I know he's not great, but he was an okay player there for a little while. Davon Reed is still in the league now. <clears throat> Frank Jackson just signed another contract today. Hell, you look at the end of the first round, Derek White and Josh Hart were 29 and 30, right? And then let, let's go to undrafted, <clears throat> excuse me, notable undrafted players. Let's take a look here. Uh, PJ Dozier, he had a nice little run. He's an all right player. Luke Cornett, second round that year, right? Like, it, I, there there are plenty of players. Ish Wainwright was an undrafted player in the second round this year. I'm pretty sure this was the Kendrick Nunn year as well, although I don't see him on this list. Um, <clears throat> Duncan, you Rock, gotta go back Devin and Robinson. just say 
P.J. Tucker is a bad example because P.J. Tucker is not panned out. But before the season, you might have said, who would you rather have, P.J. Tucker or like 90% of those guys? And you would say P.J. Tucker. I understand. But like, let's not act like a second round pick doesn't have value because it does have value. And the it right has minimal value for the right people. I disagree. It, I think it has I, some value. It's not nothing, but it like it, it's like the biggest slap on the wrist ever. Mm. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. And like. Or, or like for when the they si- find teams like who? No, I know what you're saying. Like for for the Sixers, effectively, they're trading a second round pick for PJ Tucker, right? Yeah, like like, like that's care. what they're doing. Um, but at the same time, you look at the example of Jalen Brunson. A lot of people were pissed. A lot of Mavericks fans were pissed that that happened, right? Because you know you lose the player, and uh, from that perspective, did maybe they the say there to lose how early they were talking? Oh, I don't know. But at, at the same time, you you gotta you know. Get mad at the Mavericks for not extending him because they messed up. <laughs> it's true. So, there, there's truth to that. I don't know. I think there needs to be a better balance between player and team. I also, don't think not for nothing, Jalen Brunson, if he stays in Dallas, is going to be a six-man. Really, that's it. Well, no, I don't think so. I think he starts. He's effectively going to have that same role. Now, this goes back to what you said earlier about, like, a Jalen Brown, if he left and wants to be a 1A or whatever. Yeah. There, there's truth to it. Like, I get it. Maybe not if you're on like a title team. Like, sure, Dallas made the conference finals, but they were far and away the worst team that was still playing. Mm. Mm. Miami was close. Miami was a joke team to me, but they somehow took the Celtics seven games. I think the Mavericks were really good. And I, I think, excuse me, that playoff run displayed how good Brunson and Doncic could be together at full strength. And I think if Brunson had gone back to Dallas, I think he obviously would have gotten a larger role. I think he obviously would have been, excuse me, more of a second option behind Luca. Um, Cause he showed that he could do that. And I'm not saying he blossoms like he did in New York, which another reason players should have more freedom because you never know how good a player can be in the right situation. Um, I think the Mavericks still would have been really good with him and didn't would he probably would have come off the bench. Um, but anyways, uh wow we really spent an hour debating <laughs> player versus team trader we, we haven't put out an episode since when <laughs> thursday a little while a little while yeah, there you go though go as long as you're feeling okay <sighs> I, I i'm all right i mean i'm just tired um <laughs> from the sickness but i am uh i'm chilling i just don't know what what else do we have we've got <laughs> we... we've got the schedule for the rest of the season we go through oh yes for let's upcoming take weeks of what we think may happen I wrote about this for um, just talking the Celtics schedule here for those listening on audio. Um, I wrote about it for like a Celtics blog. uh, What's it called? Uh, Roundtable. Yeah. Yeah, They Um, ask you like, what what do you think? mm -hmm. I think the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games out of the All-Star break for the Celtics are going to be like heavily. They're going to heavily dictate how the rest of the season goes because past the first seven games out of the All-Star break, the Celtics really don't have a hard schedule at all. They have a, a, a very easy schedule after that, I would say, comparatively at least, right? First seven, you got Indiana, Philly, New York, Cleveland, Brooklyn, New York, Cleveland, right? That is Cleveland twice. All-star, or you need me. those Cleveland games bad. Mm-hmm. Playoff team, right? Philly once. Team that's beat you team. twice, by the way. Yep. Mm-hmm. New York twice. Borderline playoff team. They've been better this year. Pretty good. Brooklyn, who's going to have a good defense, and they're I, I still think they're in the mix for a playoff spot. Regardless, they're obviously not a title contender. They're going to make the playoffs. They're a good team. They're going to be a real irritating team for like Philly to so, play. Mm-hmm. And then Indiana with Tyrese Halliburton back, not a bad team either, right? So if you go like 
five and two in those games, right? Or you know, better or four and three is probably not ideal, but like going above five hundred. I know, but I'm saying if you go above five hundred in those games, I think you're left pretty well off for the rest of the season because after that, we're talking about Portland disaster this year, not very good. They'll be Atlanta, but not very good. Atlanta mess. I mean, their coach, yeah, Trey Young claims a victim. Mm -hmm. Houston, not good. Minnesota, they've been a mess. They took the Celtics to the brink earlier in the year, but Minnesota, not very good, not consistent. Portland again. Utah, who's been fighting, but they're, I mean, you know, let's not act like they're a world beater. They're losing their stamina. They they are falling off. Yep. And Sacramento, they've broken up their team. Mm-hmm. Sacramento, who give them credit, they're a good team. But, like, it's, you know, we're not talking about the Bucs. I need here. to request days off when they go out west again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana, again, good team, but not great. San Antonio, come on. Washington, come on. Then you got Milwaukee in there. Then Utah, then Philly. So Milwaukee and Philly in the span of... What is Milwaukee's going days. to be a massive game. <clears throat> yep, big game, that stuff. And then to close out the season, you got Toronto, Toronto, Atlanta. So past that first seven-game stretch, you really got, what, three games against playoff-caliber teams, and those three games being Sacramento, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, right? So I think if you get out to this, in the roundtable we did was how many games will the Celtics win? I said 60. I think they can get to 60. Um, so they would have to go, what, 18 They've and 6 or something? 24 games left is yeah, that they, they can lose five games or 23 games left they can only lose five Celtic schedule they're they're 41 and 17 they've played 58 so they have 24 they have 24 games so they have to go 18 and 18 and five, five. right that doesn't make sense because they have a, 17 losses there's 82 games a, so if they lose five they'll have 22 losses and 60 wins they lose five 22 losses and 60 wins but then they, how many wins? They, sorry, because it you you said eighteen and five is an odd number, so they can't. That's not that doesn't make sense. So they have to go nineteen and five. I didn't say how many games they have to win. I did though. Oh, uh, I I just and know they, they've lost. lost seventeen games. They can only lose five more. Okay, so they they've lost fifty nine games, not fifty. They're forty two and seventeen. That's what I'm saying. I know. So forty two. If and you lose. If you have 17 losses 18. and you add five losses to that, that's 22 losses. 18 and five. Yes. Okay. <laughs> COVID. Just, I get a pass today. Sally has 17 uh, apples. She I'm gets five mind. more. How many apples does she have? I can't. I I mentally cannot even explain to you why I was confused. Yes. <laughs> I, I had five like, losses for you like within five seconds and we did a minute on how many losses. I I couldn't do it. <laughs> Celtics need to go 18 and five to finish out the season. I think that's very doable. That's a I, tough I ask, especially that. you like tease. They could lose three of these next seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't mean they're gonna, I, I think 60 is mm-hmm. realistic. I, I expect the best from this team. I'm a strict yeah. father. What do you want out of me? But I, I don't know if they'll get that. I think down the stretch, they're going to start resting guys. Are they going to care if like, well, my other argument is, I think they come out hot off the All-Star break because you have to consider, I think JB's coming back with the mask. I think Smart's going to be back, have more rhythm with the team. Oh, if he I doesn't play be... after playing in the All-Star game, people are going to be pissed, including mm-hmm. me. I think they'll be pretty damn close to fully healthy coming out of the break. And I think if they get healthy, and like I said, if they start hot on that seven-game stretch, I think they'll roll through the rest of the season red hot. And so I, I, I'm, I'm looking for it. I wonder how they're going to come out against Indiana because that's that's an interesting matchup because of Indiana is not the best team. 
they beat up on the Celtics real bad earlier this season. Mm-hmm. Like, there's that factor. All these guys have been on vacation for a yeah. week, some of them less. Like, this is a crapshoot game. If I was betting, I would not bet this game. But I, I think, I think the Celtics have more motivation going into this game than Indiana does, and I think they're going to be ready. Sure. Like, Celtics are probably coming back from break, and they're like, all right, this is it. This is time. You've got a month and a half left of regular season basketball, and then it's playoff time. And you could finally start working towards back getting re- redemption from last year after mm-hmm. shooting a bunch of threes in the fourth quarter of game four. Again, too. Sorry, I was dealing with indigestion for a second. I was dying there while you were talking. They, the they can finally part. get some redemption after <laughs> shooting a bunch of threes in game four last year against Golden State. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Wait, in what context? What are you talking? I'm, I'm losing my mind. I missed the That's when they lost the saying. finals to me. Oh, they, they had a chance to go up 3-1, and they shot a bunch of threes and let the Warriors take game four. The The last thing I heard was you talk about the Pacers game. So the Pacers I did, game... and then I said, the Celtics are going to realize <laughs> they're coming back from break. This is the line. This is You're coming back. This is the home stretch of the season. You have a month and a half left, and then you get in playoff basketball. This, this is you're gearing up. You're getting ready. Okay. And then you finally have a chance to redeem yourself for shooting a bunch of threes in game four last year. Okay. Okay, sorry. The, the connection I heard was this Pacers game is their chance at redemption for the finals. No, 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 no. Did not compute for me. Yeah. <laughs> you, no, that like you lost if you here. say it like that, it doesn't make any sense. It, it's it's okay. like a first step. It, it's setting sure. the tone. Like, kind of like you said. Okay, I understand. That makes sense. Yes, yes. All right. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they can end out hot. Sorry, again, losing. I, I get a pass today. I'm losing my mind. Hey, um, this was me at the trade deadline. I'm losing it. I, I was slumped over in this chair. I was like, oh my God. My God. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I, I think they have a chance to come out hot uh, for that last stretch there. Uh, I don't know. I'm feeling good. I think the Celtics have a real chance to get hot. They should beat Indiana. Um, but... I think they're going to beat Philly. I think th- there's a chance Philly comes out Saturday night, prime time, big game for them. Uh, got kind of embarrassed at the Garden earlier this month. Like Celtics played the fellas and beat you in the second half with Embiid having really no one to cover them. That's that's a bad loss if you're Philly. Philly so doesn't goes, scare me at all. They don't scare me either, but I, I lean that they're going to be defeated by that loss rather than motivated by it. We'll see how it goes. I just see, I don't I don't see them beating the Celtics this week. I don't. I saw somebody on Twitter today arguing, and our friend of the pod, Andrew Doxy, was talking about it. Let me actually oh, go find my this. reply so I can uh, find it. He he had some Sixers fan like saying he was sick of seeing people like say Philly, Boston, and Milwaukee are the favorites, and then like people were saying who's saying Philly's a favorite, and he was getting pissed. It was something like that. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> there was one fan on Twitter who went on a bit of a rant and said, "I get that basketball is results oriented, but I think people are far too quick to ignore the process." Uh, Sixers fan, I assume. Um, <clears throat> Or not, maybe. Maybe not. Uh, I get the Sixers lost in the second round, but people seem to forget that Embiid was hurt. I get the Celtics made the finals, but if the refs don't wave off a three, it could have been the Heat there instead. Dumb. I get the Celtics beat Very the Bucks. Dumb. I get the Celtics beat the Bucks, but I went to game seven plus no Middleton. Every time I hear people talk about Philly, Boston, Milwaukee, it seems to underscore how much of why the playoffs shook out the way they did. I think it's unfair to Philly and overrates Boston under, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, again, I don't understand why we see, assume these two teams are in separate tiers. Uh, I think there's an upper echelon of East in Philadelphia there with Boston, Milwaukee. If I had to rank them, Milwaukee would go first, but the Celtics being clear cut ahead of Philly, I just can't understand. It's unfair. Oh, uh, come on. 
Sixers have the best record in the league since November 1st. Since American Thanksgiving, she's Canadian, so clearing it up. Uh, Celtics have the 15th ranked offense, take more. Uh, they take more 25 to 29 footers, less than five. Fo- I don't understand this. Why Celtics fans so mad? Why can't I just tweet my? She's thoughts saying and- the shots that the Celtics take are not as reliable <laughs> as the shots Philadelphia sure. gets, which is true. And you know, m- my thing is, I'll just I'll finish off my point here. I don't have a problem with you believing that Philadelphia should be in the same tier. Like it's fine, I right? Do. Like they've been a good team. I know you, but I'll let you get your thoughts after. Like they've been a good team since November first. Like arguably, the point I made, and I excuse me dying i replied to andrew's tweet about this um they are in separate tiers because the celtics and bucks have proven capable of making it to the conference finals and beyond for the past five years the sixers have not it doesn't mean they can't it just means they haven't right like that's my thing and i i dislike that the, the whole thing was Embiid was hurt last year plus the celtics got this benefit this benefit i've made this argument a million times on here and you know how he did i get about it this happens every year. Let's not act like the, there, there's like some magical world where every year before last season, the playoffs were perfect injury free and with zero, you know, debates. Let's look at Kevin Durant passing a ball in from out of bounds on a play that the refs didn't call Rockets fans. That's why the Rockets didn't make the playoffs. That's why they didn't win the finals. Right. You, you look at the Raptors championship Warriors fans. Well, if KD was here, this is this, right? I have you, calls. You I look can at, rattle off off the top of my head that happened 10 exactly, years ago. How exactly. about uh, Dwayne Lakers, Wade fouling Rondo and not getting called for it in the mm-hmm. conference finals? How he, about Heat fans? If Bam Adebayo wasn't hurt in the finals, the Heat beat the Lakers. There, something like this happens every season. I, I still can't believe that. <laughs> We're going down the road. I can't believe they made the finals in the bubble. I can't believe Crazy, the Celtics right? fucked that but up. My point is, right, like, I, I saw, I forget who it was, Somebody, another a Celtics guy tweeted about this too, right? Middleton was out for that playoffs. Absolutely. Let's not act like Smart wasn't hurt for one of those games. And let's not act like Robert Williams wasn't a shell of himself in that playoff series, right? We can Smart, talk about you know, the lineup, Robert Williams, we, shell of himself. We can talk about at full health, but if you want to have Middleton that series, you got to have a fully healthy Smart and Rob too, right? Like let's, let's not act like, and I, I've said this a million times as well. If Middleton's in that series, hell yeah, the Bucks could have won it. Absolutely. That's a huge difference. He's an all-star, right? But that, that doesn't completely discredit the Celtics. Like th- th- let's not act like one player's options completely discredits how good the Celtics were. Right. And are the Sixers, have they been good this year? Hell yeah, they'd be good. Embiid's an MVP candidate. Harden is reshaping his game to play next to Embiid. Tobias Harris is accepting his role as a third man more often. The maxi situation's weird. I don't fully understand why he's coming off the bench, but that's besides the point, right? They're a good team. Could they figure it out this year? Hell yeah, they could, right? But everything in the past has told me that I can't trust them. And so I'm not going to until I see it with my eyes. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, they, right? they like, lost to Miami <laughs> last year in how many games? Five? Mm-hmm. Six? Mm-hmm. Miami, who I don't think was a good team, Celtics should have beat him in five, didn't. Should have beat him in six, didn't. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, yeah, Embiid was hurt. It's it's a bad example. Like Sixers lost to the Celtics in 2018 when they were like overwhelming favorites. In was Embiid hurt the whole series? I'm not sure. Oh, he came back. He came back like half healthy. I think midway through the series. Okay. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But they've yeah. just lost so. The the only one that's like really like a heartbreaker for Philly, where they probably were the better team, or. Like that 2019 the team, the Kawhi shot is like yeah, brutal. Tough. Like that That's team tough. was really good. They were really deep. Mm-hmm. Like that was their best chance. And Butler left and they 
like they got Josh Richardson back for him and Richardson didn't mm-hmm. really pan out and they got rid of him. And then the Celtics. Swept this is them. probably this year as we're talking is probably their best team since that 2019 year. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> Which but is why I said is, they have a chance, but the, they the, haven't the shown the problem me is the Celtics are nasty and the Bucks are nasty and mm-hmm. they're both head and shoulders above Philly to me. And I'm not saying that they're on the same level, but you got a lot of other teams in the East too, that are looking to compete. The Cavaliers are real good. I right? think Cleveland's better than Philly. That's a hot take. I don't That's because they beat the Celtics hard. twice. <laughs> sure. But it's true. And like like I, said, I feel I feel like Cleveland's really good. And in Donovan Mitchell scares me more than Embiid does. Ooh, no, no, no. I don't I don't agree with that. I'll put I think I think the Sixers have the talent to win a championship. But I, I can't I mean she said it at the start of her her thread. It's a results league. And if you don't get results, I'm not gonna trust you to true. get them this year. Yep, don't care. No, Embiid. no one trusted. Before the Celtics made the finals last year, you had people calling for them to break it up because they'd never made the finals. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying? That, like that, that was a time. And I don't agree with that, right? And, you know, no one's saying trade Embiid or trade this person or trade this person because the Sixers don't do it. And I, I guess you could argue that people did. People said, I guess people did say trade Simmons, and they did. <laughs> and, um, But I don't know. Uh, and obviously, sure, is there amount of Boston bias? Sure, but... The Sixers have 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 the the immediate Sixers have never beaten the Celtics in a playoff series, correct? They've lost twice. They've won one game. <clears throat> one game. They're eight Celtics. Jason Tatum was eight and one against Philly in the playoffs. Yep. Philadelphia has never under Joel Embiid. They've never made it past the second round, right? This feels like we're going to be in a montage. It might be. And if we could be, and I capped, and this won't be a part of the montage because the Philly people will cut it out. But like I said, I, I, the Sixers have the talent to make it to the finals and win the damn thing this year, I think. But I don't trust them to do that because I haven't seen anything in the past for me to trust them to do that. Yeah, so, I agree. I, I don't know. It just They have the talent. Celtics should be able to at least go to the conference finals. And if they I don't, think in order, me, it's a failure. In Big order failure. to win the finals, you need to have an MVP caliber player, an all-star caliber counterpart, and a bunch of good supporting pieces. I think the Bucks have that. I think the Sixers have that. I think the Celtics have that. I think the Cavaliers are borderline, right? I think. Yeah. Okay, that's out, fair. Out that, west, that I think. It's fair. Yep. Out west, I think the Nuggets have that. I, I think the Grizzlies have that. I think the Suns have that. I think the Warriors have that. I think the Clippers have that. Uh, when healthy, I think. Who am I for? I'm listening off. <coughs> excuse me. A lot of teams here. Um, I think Jokic has the worst teammates. Because when you when you uh, went through that, I'm like, I'm not really sure he has a really all star caliber teammate. I haven't been paying that much attention when to him. I don't know how well Jamal I think Aaron Murray's Gordon played. Aaron Gordon's playing at an all star level this year. He's been okay. stupid good. I and I think Jamal Murphy, Murray, excuse me, when healthy can be. Um I think the Mavericks have that. Now uh they do. maybe. I think well, maybe because I said great supporting cast too, and I, I just, wow. debatable. Still right? the fellas. Yeah. Well, like I'll go down the list, right? Celtics, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, elite supporting cast, right? Clear. Bucks, Giannis, Drew Holiday, slash Chris Middleton, elite supporting cast, clear. Sixers, uh, Joel Embiid, James Harden, great supporting cast, clear. <laughs> Excuse me. Cavaliers, they have Mitchell. That's where I think it's borderline because I don't know if he's truly an MVP candidate. True. Right, because I think that's a debate. Uh, but Darius Garland, Jared Allen, elite supporting cast, right? They, Their they, supporting cast might be just as good as boston's man well, maybe not the bench i, I think the cloudy. depth. yeah i think the depth gets a little questionable but they're like <coughs> excuse me sorry i was trying to mute their starting five is really good yes i i think they're like 
their three through seven is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anybody else in the East has that. I, I think the next best thing you can find in the East is the Heat, but I just don't think they have the MVP caliber. And they, they've been able to circumvent this, you know, sort of qualification that I'm laying out there by, you know, the coaching and the great depth. But I just don't know if that'll be this year. That's the craziest um, thing. I can't believe the Heat have been good. I, I really can't. Good culture, man. And I know people mock Heat culture, but like, you can't really deny it. <laughs> no, like um, they do crazy stuff there. Like, good for them. <laughs> shout out. And I'll give him his credit. In the playoffs, Butler turns into the MVP True. caliber player. He does. He deserves that credit, those flowers. <clears throat> but you look at the Nuggets, Nikola Jokic, then you have Aaron Gordon slash Jamal Murray, and then a pretty good supporting cast out there. And I think they get away with having maybe <clears throat> less of the second star because of how dominant <laughs> Nikola Jokic is. Like, hell, he might be in time for his intern for his third MVP. He's been that good. He's been stupid. Right, he's he's been dummy good. <clears throat> Everyone acts like you can't give him his third MVP because he's not this. Like, you got to treat it like a vacuum. He has been the MVP of the NBA this year. Like, it's so clear. It's so clear. It's more clear than his other two MVP. It's games. hard for me to say not Tatum, he's but Tatum's cooled tri- off. He's averaging a triple double on the best team in the West, and I know you can say Tatum's the best team in the NBA. It's a one game difference. Like, it is. It's Jokic, in my opinion. I think it's Jokic and Tatum, but it's Jokic. Um, this is going to be an Gris- interesting couple months because Tatum comes back after the All-Star break. Adam Taylor tweeted this every year and is just a monster. True. He could make a good MVP case down the stretch here. Like um, last year, he would have been the MVP if he didn't play like me for the first three months of the mm-hmm. season or however many months. Yeah. <laughs> True. True. Aban, continuing my <clears throat> qualifications for title contending. I think the Grizzlies are there. I think John Morant, Jaron Jackson, slash Desmond Bain, and a great supporting cast. I think that's right there. And I think Ja is an MVP candidate. Or he's playing like it. He should be. Ja is Derrick right. Rose. Sure. Yes. Did you see that tw- tweet by Stat Muse? No, but I, I just, that I've been saying that. Not that I'm like original or anything. Like I didn't hear that sure. somewhere, but like I'm not the only person that says that probably. Like mm-hmm. I saw true. somebody, I think Stat Muse tweeted that trying to imply like, how come John Morant's not getting MVP? Like I hate that. <laughs> Shut up, stupid. I saw somebody today tweet Luca in like those stats and they were like, he's fifth in MVP and Rose won the MVP. One, Derek no, Rose I have led a the perfect... Bulls to being the one seed in the East with basically not not basically the fellas, like Joakim Noah was well a defensive player of the year candidate, if not the defensive player of the year that year. Like he had help, but like I don't know. I have the perfect argument for you. Do you know Kenny King of the fourth quarter? Yeah. He retweeted it. it. Well, also the stats it. are different. Yeah, he retweeted it and was like, okay, yeah, you want to compare those two? Here you go. Here's Michael Jordan's stats from his MVP season, and here's what Shea Gilgis Alexander is doing this year. You can't compare stats between eras, and he's right. You, you can't. can't. You truly can't. And I hate when people do. Like, they'll, like, post, like, Kobe from 2006, and they'll be like, mm-hmm. well, look at, I don't know, like, this guy who's not even all-star. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, exactly. like, shut up. Shut up. Anyways. Continuing to go down my list, I don't think the Kings are there. I think they're good and good for the Kings. I think they could win a playoff series, but Kings are just not, don't have the stars. Not scary. They are fun. <laughs> yeah, they don't have the MVP candidate. I think the Clippers can be there when healthy. Kawhi, Paul George, elite supporting <laughs> cast. Bless you, Sam. Uh, I think the Suns are there. Uh, KD, Devin Booker, great support. Solid supporting cast. It's gotten weaker, obviously, but it's there. Um, Dude, I cannot wait 
for the playoffs. I it's really so good. can't. Like, I'm I really think, excited. I'm actually probably going to watch games this year. <laughs> I think the Mavs are there. Luca, Kyrie, and a good supporting cast. Good enough. Uh, I think the Pelicans, maybe not there. I think a healthy Zion would put them there because he's Dude, never the Pelicans but... are fun, too. They, they're at the fun level. Which mm-hmm. is like the most and, insulting thing you can say about a good team. Mm-hmm. And the last one, I think the Warriors can get there, but they just haven't shown it. Their supporting Ooh, they're supporting cast. They're running out of time. They are mm-hmm. running out of time, and we're all sitting here waiting for it. I believe it's in tough. them, too. I'm a sucker but, just like everybody else. I'm waiting for them to start winning, and they're not. Curry's hurt still. Not. He He's not <laughs> going to be back right away. I don't think it's there, and you're going to hate me for it. You're going to say Lakers? I think a fully healthy Lakers. They fit the criteria. But I I, I, I don't think they can this year. Is the fellas? If you really want to, it got a lot better at the trade deadline, which isn't You're... fair. I don't know. I don't know how people keep letting them get away with this. What do you mean? Like how how do teams keep letting them make trades to get quality <laughs> pieces? Like it's I'll not like they there. were like Utah didn't even make them give up the both draft picks. Yeah, I don't get what Utah was doing there. But like my criteria: MVP candidate LeBron, All Star Anthony Davis, and. <laughs> it's not at the level as most of the teams I've said, but D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, Mo Bamba, Rui Hachimura, like it's not a bad supporting cast. It's all right. Lonnie Walker, like it's not terrible. And they're not a title contender, I don't think, but they fit the criteria. Which I is, really hope they miss yeah. everything. It'll be <laughs> best because they don't even have their own pick. <clears throat> they could. Imagine they, I, I really hope they get the number one pick. That'd be fire. Go oh, it would be the best Cheers. because then when Benyama would go to New Orleans, he wouldn't be in the East. Actually, mm-hmm. that that is low-key a threat if they expand. Like Memphis and New Orleans might come East if they add teams in Seattle and Vegas. True. Yeah. That would suck. <laughs> that would suck. It'd be interesting. How would that be interesting? That would make the the East so much better than the West. Well, You're talking about taking the second seed in the West and the seventh seed and putting them in. What's the, in today? The East. You don't know what it's going to be like then. You're telling me in three years you don't think those two teams are going to be even. Is better? that when they're saying they're doing it? I think in the next five years you'll get the teams. No, five years and three years is a big difference. I don't. In, think in exactly five years, not a single contract from right now will be active. Well, yeah, but I, I think. I mean, if we're projecting, I think John and Zion will both sign super maxes past their current deals. Are they not on the rookie? They're still on the rookie deal, huh? Dumbass me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're are they deal. still on the rookie deal? <clears throat> they just signed extensions this past summer, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So Fair. we'll be right at the end of it, but still, they'll be good. It'll enough. be. It'll still be interesting. Like I think, I think it'll be at the very end of their time. Miami won't be good in five team. years. Miami will be bad. Uh, sure. Who else will be bad? Philly's going to be bad. Really? Yeah, because Harden's not going to be there. He's going to get old. He, he might leave this season. I, I see a lot of people see he's going to Houston. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe the amount of traction that has, that he's going to go back to Crazy. Houston. Well, it's and, and it has enough there. traction to where you have to be like, there's something there for people to be saying this. Mm-hmm. Wild. Like, why on earth would he go back to Houston right now? It goes back to what Other I said. Than he really likes it. He's comfortable there. And, as crazy as it sounds, they could probably put like a playoff team around them. No, they pretty, could like pretty quick, especially right? if you... they if they get a high pick. I don't know how many picks they have this year. I know they have. Do they have Brooklyn's pick this year? Uh, I don't think so. But it it wouldn't be good regardless. Like it'll be like a lottery or like a twenty. Brooklyn's pick won't be, but theirs could be. Yes, but let's say they get Wembenyama. They could probably do like. First of all, Wembenyama 
Shangoon, Jalen Green, James Harden is already a decent team, I would say. Pretty good. <clears throat> they'd, pro- they'd have cap space, a little bit left over, not a ton, but they could sign like a good rotational player. Eric Gordon would be rolling in his grave. <laughs> you know, like, he'd be pissed. Finally um, got out of there. And-, <laughs> and then past that, you could probably package like, I don't know, let's say those Brooklyn picks are pretty valuable, right? You get, And I'm not saying they should do this because like h- how much could you win with James Harden? But a package of like Kevin Porter Jr., um, some of you, you know, another young piece or two, plus uh, match salary with whatever you got, plus you know, a couple of their future picks, a couple of Brooklyn's future picks. Like, you get a star next to him, right? Like, they could put a pretty good team around James Harden pretty quick, dude. Weird. I I don't know. Philly, Philly's gonna be bad in a couple of years. Washington has no hope, they're in the depths, they're in hell. Uh, Charlotte has no hope. Well, Charlotte has like minimal hope, depending on the lottery. Chicago, Atlanta, I feel like doesn't have any hope. Chicago dumpster. Chicago's on the decline. They're already bad. <laughs> well, on the flip side, though, I think the Raptors. Detroit will be, be better. Again. Orlando will be better. Like, yeah, I think Toronto could be good again with Scotty Barnes. Uh, they get the right piece in there if, if they do things right with Scotty Barnes. Uh, I think Indiana is going to be sneaky, not bad. I think Indiana would be good with Tyrese. That's going to be interesting. Their young players are good. The problem with Indiana is who's going to go there if if they want it. Now, they might have to do it through a trade. trade. Yeah, I think you could do a trade then. It's interesting. I don't know. It's interesting to think about. I think Brooklyn team. will be sneaky. Okay. Celtics should still, still be, be good. good. Barring mm-hmm. catastrophe, they should still I think be good. New, I think New York could still be good. I'm not convinced they're good. This may be as good as they get. <laughs> I think they could sneak into the top they're four. They're paying. The right actually, point. I don't know how long. How long is Randall's contract? It's next year. I think right? four years. Oh, they. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, he no. got an they're, extension. They're going to be bad. No, no. They're bad. I think Brunson's good. I think RJ Barrett can improve. I think he got some decent young pieces there. Yeah, Brunson's under, or Randall's under contract through 25, 26. Player option the last year. Tough. It's a tough. <clears> anyways, um, I think that's about it. Yeah, we went an hour and a half. <clears throat> Pull out the cards, call it a day. We'll do a few cards. I'm dying over here. <laughs> Whoo! Indigestion's killing me. Check like heartburn. chest. The heartburn, man. <clears throat> it's killing me. All right, we only have this is how many cards we have left. Oh, we gotta find a new game. We do. What are we gonna do? All right, the current score 216 to 122. I'm getting double points now because I'm yes. First card. Let's do this. Born October 17th, 1997, in Shreveport, Louisiana. I have my guess. I know who it is. It's Rob. It's Rob. It is Robert Williams. There we go. Banger off rip. That's perfect for me. So I get double your points. Rip Bozo. All right. Let's do it. <clears throat> 10 points for Jack. We'll catch up. I got to try to catch up. All right. Next card. Born in New York City on October 9th, 1970. <clears throat> Yikes. <clears throat> I don't I'm going to guess. No, I'm going to be so pissed. All right, I'm going next because I need points. <clears throat> Played for Archbishop Malloy High School in New York City and was the first four-time parade All-American since Lou Alcindor. I'm like really like confident. I'm just, I'm pulling. This is like a showboat if I get this right. Shit. Drafted, 
was drafted second overall by the Nets in 91. Oh, dear. I got it right. Spent 98 to 2002 with the Celtics. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't. Should I know this? Probably not. Second by the Nets, 98 to 2002. Had a daughter with DJ Spinderella of Salt and Peppa. Left handed point guard who played two seasons for Bobby Kermans at Georgia Tech. Kenny Anderson. Kenny oh, Anderson. Why did you pull that? Why did you know that? I know he's from New York. He's always like, I always see him on Twitter. Like, I know he's from there. I know he played for the Nets. That's fucked up, man. That's fucked up. Next card. Next card. Born in Marietta, Georgia on October 24th, 1996. Do you know this? Yeah, I know this. Should I know this? Yes. Born in Georgia. Oh, is this Jalen? Yeah. Okay. I always think Atlanta, so it threw me off that it wasn't Atlanta, but yes, it does. <clears throat> All right. There we go. That would have been bad if you didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know. I know. All right. You're up five on the day. <clears throat> Unfortunate. It should be more. <clears throat> All right. Next card. We're getting to the current players now. Founded the Blue Ribbon College Basketball Yearbook, the Bible of College Basketball, while a student at the University of Kansas in 81. Hey. <clears throat> I immediately thought Paul Pierce, but that doesn't line up. I don't know. I don't know who it no is. <clears throat> help the Celtics reach the first. Help the Celtics reach the first Eastern Conference Finals in 14 years when he acquired Tony Delk and Rodney Rogers from Phoenix at the 2002 trade deadline. Oh, this is pre-Danny GM. I don't know. Yeah, it is. I don't know who it is. <clears throat> Replaced Jerry West as general manager and president of basketball operations as the Grizzlies in 2007. I don't know. No idea. Replaced in 2003 by Ainge, who was hired as the Celtics by for the GM job. I don't know. Yeah, that that doesn't help. We knew that. Served as GM. We, we know how Celtics, time works. GM of the Celtics from 97 to 2003 without ever playing or coaching in the league. I don't know. Do you know? No, I have no idea. Chris Wallace would never, nope. never have gotten that. No clue. All right. One more. Is this five? One more. This is. That, is this yeah, the fourth card? This would be five. Is this the five? Yeah, because we had Rob, Kenny Anderson, Jalen Brown, Chris Wallace. Okay. Inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2019. Hmm. 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 I know we've had. We've had Ray Allen. We've had KG. Pierce was like two years ago, wasn't him? Mm-hmm. I'm. I, I need I to go know. next because I need points. Yeah. Five-time All-Star who won a title as a member of the '74 Celtics. Okay, so I'm glad we didn't pull. Uh, I don't know though. I'm thinking we go next. <clears throat> Thoughts next? Hold on, the wheels are turning. No, no. Sam is a killer for the audio platforms. He's man no, sits I, here. I have to fill a dead air. <laughs> no, no, nothing. I don't have Selected 10th overall by the Celtics in 1972. Doesn't help me. That doesn't help me. Five time all star. <clears throat> yep. Already had that guy, though. <clears throat> yeah, I don't oh, know. Man. I feel like I should know, but I don't. So I'm okay with it. You're going to be pissed, though. I haven't seen it. I just know you're, you're I'm going gonna, gonna to be mad if. The only thing I go to two points. I think I already had this person. Can I go to two points? Yeah. After leaving USC, played from seventy-two to eighty-six in the NBA, and then, including college and pro hoops, spends eighty-five to 
2016 as a head coach of USC. It doesn't say. It's just like he played college ball at USC. Or as a coach, not a head coach. He was a coach. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) One point served as head coach of three teams, the Suns, Sonics, and Kings between 92 and 2012. Suns, Sonics, Kings. Suns, Sonics, Kings. In 2012. 2012 Kings. Is it it not George Carl? He didn't play in the NBA, right? Did he play? Not for the Celtics. I'm guessing Paul Westfall. (laughs) It is Paul Westfall. I wouldn't have gotten that, so I just looked. There you yeah, go. Man. All right. I that that was like a half guess, but I wasn't certain. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I had no clue. I wasn't gonna get that. All right. Well, uh, I think I am up by like four points of the day because of my double. I'll take it. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> kept it under a hundred. I was so please. mad. I thought I was gonna have a perfect day. I got the first three on the five. There five you points. go. Tough, tough, tough. Chris Wallace was a killer. I had no idea. Yeah, anyways, with the name I just didn't know. I had no idea. Anyways, I finished my tea almost this episode. Right. So there you go. Uh, and yeah, I think that'll do it. This was my flu game. Thank you guys for for tuning in. I appreciate it. Uh, as usual, my one plug sub to the YouTube. Thank you very much. I uh, checked that We're out. up there. <clears throat> we are getting up there. We're going. Pods have been doing real well. Developing yes. a little community there. We appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. So go sub to How About Them Celtics on YouTube. Thank you very much. I'll let I agree. Over. Thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, you are on YouTube like Jack has asked you to be. Uh, you can subscribe, leave a like, leave some comments for us. We appreciate all the love we've been doing well lately. Um, if you're not watching, that's okay. You might have the uh, little dead spots like Jack referenced a minute ago. But what are you going to do? Make sure you follow us on whatever streaming service you are using Leave a nice review, five stars, whatever it may be. You can follow us if you want more. Oh, sorry. I saw this the other day. If you're listening mm. on Spotify or if you're a part of our YouTube community and you hear this, leave a rating on Spotify. It apparently helps. You have to like, <clears throat> excuse me, you have to like click the three dots under the podcast, hit leave rating, and then leave a rating. So a lot of steps. I saw it. Go go check Spotify. You can hit the three dots. You can click leave a rating. You can leave us five stars and it helps. So if, if you're listening and you haven't done that, even if you don't listen on Spotify, Go over there, check it out, leave us a rating if you like. I might do that right now. Yes, yes. Uh, But if you want more of us, at How About Them Seas, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, we're on Facebook, How About Them Celtics Podcast. And SeatGeek. Promo code HBTC. Save $20 on your first purchase. Let us help you go see what you want to see. Get a little discount on the fellas. You can follow Jack at Jack Simone NBA. He's doing all kinds of good work for Celtics blog, doing good work at Heavy. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA uh, for the occasional picture of me sick. That's it for us, bye. Chick Taco, come on.